When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to have you here for another epic debate. As you know, we're debating Flat Earth today. Want to let you know, though, if it's your first time here, consider hitting that subscribe button as we have many debates on many topics, including science, religion, and politics. And so if you would like a reminder, so for example, at the bottom right of your screen, if you'd like a reminder for that debate coming up this Saturday, well, hit that subscribe button. And we are excited to have you here no matter what walk of life you are from, Flat Earther, Globe Earther, Hollow Earther, you name it, we're thrilled to have you here. So with that, we're going to jump into the debate quickly as we have a short and sweet one tonight, but want to let you know just a couple of things. First, if you happen to have a question, feel free to fire it into the old live chat. If you tag me with at Modern Day Debate, it makes it easier for me to get every question in that Q&A list. We'll also give each speaker about five to ten minutes to Make their, you could say, opening statement or position case, and then we'll go into open conversation. So Super Chat, by the way, is also an option. So if you do that, it'll push your question to the top of the list during the Q&A and also give you the opportunity, if you want, to make a comment toward one of the speakers that they, of course, would get a chance to respond to. Now, very excited. I'm going to first introduce Mark. Very glad to have you back, Mark. You could say our of our you know, local friendly skeptics it's a joy to have you from coming in from canada How, would mark we first want to say we're excited to have you welcome back and also what can people expect to find at your link in the description thanks for being here well what would they expect to find a whole pile of lions and tigers that's what i do i work with lions and tigers i train them i uh, train them for movies and commercial work and that type of stuff and that's my life um, when I'm not working with my cats, I'm working with my wife, trying to train her. And uh, right now, I got her making a tea right here for me. So that's what I do in a in a nutshell, there, James. And then I debate oh, stuff. Oh, oh, Tammy says I'm a nutshell, all right. But yeah, wow. that's what I do. And then I debate all these skeptics when it comes to religion, to um, flat Earth, to you know whether or not we landed on the moon or not. I'm I'm in there for any type of argument as long as it makes sense. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to have you, you and Tammy, both back. It's a joy to have you, and we'll kick it over to Billy. Billy, thrilled to have you back. It's been a long time. It's been. Goodness. So, and coming from down under, we are thrilled to have you, Billy. Thanks so much. If you'd like to share what people can find at your link, which is in the description, folks, if you'd like to click on either of our guest links. Thanks that, so much, is Billy. That the book, is that the book description? I'm not sure. I haven't seen the link. I'm sorry. But um, what do I do? I, I spend, I, I'm like, Mark, I enjoy a good debate and I enjoy um, 
people that are skeptical and you you know that's a very important thing to to retain you know if we lose that we lose a lot we need to be skeptical about a lot of things that we encounter during our lives and whether that's at a micro level or a macro level so you know skepticism will keep you safe um, a lot of time it, it is bad especially um, and, I, and I do in, um, appreciate the point that you made, um, Mark, saying that you enjoy a good debate. If it's if it's a good debate, yeah, and if it's a good topic as well, I'm not going to go debating whether Bigfoot exists or whether, you know, the Loch Ness Monster or whether mythical creatures from Greece were real, you know. But what, what I do enjoy about this topic and about Flat Earth, and it just to sort of answer your question, James, what, what I do is I, I'm probably a 24-7 um, researcher. So that's what I do, and especially when it comes to, to Flat Earth. And part of what I do is actually go to the beach and I, I've got a Nikon P900 and I love that. It's probably one of my, you know, it's kept me sane during this lockdown period because I can go for a walk, um, you know, several hundred metres away and take footage pretty much every day. And I like doing that because every day is different. And what i mean by that is the atmosphere is different so sometimes i can only see a couple of k's away other times i've my, one of my latest ones i saw a wind turbine farm that was 94 kilometers away so that sparked an interest from in in i uh, mean many years ago and i was initially a skeptic like you i didn't enter this debate going oh wow the earth's flat it was like no way the earth is flat it can't be you know we've got the science behind it we've got photos from earth we've got you know, the Greeks proved it, and I'm, I'm Greek background, so that was a big, you know, like I hated I hated it when people um, were saying the earth was flat because I thought the Greeks had proved it empirically. And now when I consider the equipment they had back then to even, to even do so, it was rudimentary at best. So we should be out there doing it, testing it, you know, um, debating it, and I'm sure they will be doing it in years to come as well. So... What we need to do as a society now in 2020 um, and over the last five years, we should be able to shut down this debate for further discussion in the future, you know, to prove it one way or, or another. Um, and we should be able to demonstrably do that and it should be repeatable across, um, you know, across the world, across the pond. You got around it. Around the world. Thank you very much, Billy. And with that... We could jump into it. So we hadn't decided who would like to go first. Do either of you have a preference in who would go first? Hit it with, hit it, Mark. Take the, you could be the first one on the dance floor. Okay. We can do that if you're, if you're good with that, James. Sounds good. Sounds to me by the uh, silence right now that I'm expected to go right now. So all that I can say is, why would we expect the Earth to be flat? Everything that we see in outer space, we can look out there with telescopes, we can see the moon, we can see Saturn, we can see Mars, we can clearly see that they're at least pancakes. That's minimum, um, just looking through a telescope. Also, you know, when we look at um, everything else in, in uh, you know, relative uh, to the Earth, we can see that everything likes to fall up. That seems to be, to be the way that gravity works. It, it works itself into a ball. And if gravity is right, then, um, and it exists the way we think it exists, um, yes, everything should become, come together as a ball. 
We can look at the moon. And like I said, at minimum, it's a pancake. Can we tell that it's a sphere? No, not looking at it from the earth, not looking at it through a telescope. We can't see the, uh, the height of it, but we can see that it's at least a pancake. So what I would ask my, uh, my debating partner here from uh, Down Under, and by the way, we do call it Down Under. We don't call it, you know, over there on the other side of the pancake. Um, we do consider it to be down and around. You know, that all seems to make sense to us. You know, what would make us, you know, really, what would make us think that, that it's not a ball? Why would we... You know, so to be a flat earther, basically you gotta go you gotta assume that we never landed on the moon because we've looked back at the earth from the moon. So we're gonna have to say that that was fake. Um from the International Space Center, we can tell or space station, we can we can look back, we can see that we're looking at something that seems to look at least pancake-ish, but possibly spherical as we watch it spin. Um, you know, we got to assume if the Earth is flat that the entire um, satellite uh, system that's up there working on all our GPS, sending us down, you know, uh, sending radio uh, broadcasts, uh, you know, around the world. We got to as assume that that's all fake. We got to assume that all the time uh, delays that we see from you know, talking to this, um, my, my opponent here, that's 23,000 miles away from me, which by the way, I'm in dark right now. And I think that my opponent will tell me that it's bright and sunny where he is. So, you know, when I look out, why can I, why can I, I not see any sun anywhere? I can't see any brightness. I can't look off to my, my east and see any sun. I can't see any brightness. I can't see anything. All I can see is a moon that is clearly reflecting the sun. Why is it that I don't see that? You know, there's so many things that seem to prove that we are on a spinning ball. And there's so many things that we need to discard as being absolutely absurd if we are on a flat earth. And I just don't see where any of that comes from. Again, if we're sitting on a flat earth, you've heard me debate this before, we, uh, what is it, 9.3 meters per second per second, that we continually need to be um, accelerating to feel the gravity that we feel. Work that out over time, man. Over 100 years, we're going incredibly fast. You know, where's gravity coming from? We got so many things that we need to explain. And I see my uh, I see my debating opponent here. That's you know frantically writing stuff stuff down and getting excited. I, I should be I should be. I'm listening to everything yeah. you say. Yeah, you know, just um, start explaining it. You know, how are how are we getting this? Um, how are how am I talking to you? And look at the 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 lack of of delay from me and you talking. You're twenty three thousand miles away from me. You're absolutely on the other side of the earth. So go ahead. It's your turn. Should we should we start there? Let's start with that one because um, a very dear friend of mine who's um, who I've known for about twelve years, maybe longer, two thousand and six, I reckon I first met him. So yeah, longer. Um, he's a Commonwealth of Australia scientist specialising in telecommunications in Australia, and I remember when I first told him um, about flat earth, he actually emailed me back and said, "Don't be stupid, angular resolution, blah blah blah." Since then, that was about four years ago, 
since then, being a telco expert, he he um, can reverse engineer the the heliocentric model, and it works in his in his opinion. It can work the same way. Now, have you considered maximal usable frequency? Do you know what that is? No, like I, don't. I, I didn't. I didn't know about that, and I'm on no. it actually. Actually, with your opening, I, I'm going to you know go back to the very beginning. I think you know you mentioned you work with um, cats and tigers, and you train. That, that's friggin' remarkable, you know. And we're not gravity experts. We're not experts in telecommunications and MUF and troposcatter. Do you know what that is? Troposcatter. Nope. Yes. See, there were you know when I entered flat Earth, there was. You know, I hated it as a, I really hated flat earth, and um, it was like the no way, just like what you're saying. But you know, there is a way, there is a way that it works. So, so especially when you look at um, communications, you will know that 99% of our communications is not done by satellites at all, it's done by undersea cables, and you can Google that yourself. So, what I had to do is I actually, you know, after you know, the, like getting over the anger because I had friends starting on Facebook saying the earth's flat. And I was like, you know, what are you freaking talking about, guys? You know, like and I was a big believer in the heliocentric model. Not that I liked Star Trek or Star Wars or any of that. I never really got into that as a kid. But I loved the heliocentric models. It fascinated me. It's brilliant by design. It it makes you wondrous. It, it actually works, you know, it actually makes you question your senses. Because as we say, down under in Australia, well, you know, we, we get taught that we're down under here, but can anyone, has anyone really put thought into how that works, right? Not really. If you ask them, most people in Australia don't even know how, how fast the Earth spins, let alone that it orbits the sun at preposterous speeds and the sun flies through the universe. They don't even know their own, own model. But so when you start to look at and question everything, and I'm going to go through some of the things you said, planets round earth round you know really like you know i look at things how comes how come some planets have rings and others don't you know we could say well earth should have a ring you know it's spinning faster than some of those yeah why don't we have a ring around of all these this debris that from the collision that created a perfect sphere a moon really two rocks show me two rocks colliding that create a perfect sphere in gravity. Anyway, let's move on. You said well, before- you're, you're, brought up some, you've brought up some questions there and you've- Oh yeah, cool, cool. Now I haven't, I've, I've, I've sort of taken some notes. So otherwise I'm gonna have this later and go, oh gee, I didn't get to bring up all these, you know? You say, yeah. how does it work around the world? You know, yes, they used to say across the pond. The British still do, across the pond. You know, to go around, you know, you can go around the world, a ball, you could go around this ball, or you could go around, you know, your neighborhood. It doesn't mean you went around something. And that that word around is very much a part of our, our, our optics, the way we see things. Because even if you stand on the flattest surface on earth, you will be looking around you because that's how you turn around. And these are in our <coughs> built into the word. So across the pond, around me, around the block. It doesn't prove any any shape of the earth. Why would we think it's not um, It's not a ball, you said? Why would we not when we really think about it? I actually never considered, the, I'm 50 years old now, turned 50 this year, I never considered the earth to be um, 
anything but a ball until I was 44 years old, 45. It was five, six years ago. Didn't even consider it. Don't even know what, you know, maybe they mentioned it at school. I took a day off that day. I didn't even hear about Flat Earth. The people did think Flat Earth and, you know, even the Columbus story that people would fall off the edge of the, the I didn't know about that until I heard the absurdity of Flat Earth and it was like, well, yeah, why wouldn't it? What's on the other side of a pancake? And I noticed the image that was used in the, you know, to in the chat description was, a, a tipped over disc and I don't believe that. I don't know what's, I used to ask what's on the other side of the disc? Like, I don't know that's, they're like silly theory. Anyway, moon landings, who that's one that we could have a debate on its own. You know, I used to believe they went on the moon, but I think it was 1998 that I, you know, saw some things that made me go, hang on. And you start to question, well, why didn't they go back? I'm 50 years old. And I said, since, as I said, so since I'm 20, I've heard, yeah, we're going back, we're going back, or even younger, we're going back, we're going back. We're not there. We don't do it, so we can't use that anymore because anything that can be done in 2020 has been done and we'd literally have a camera pointing on the moon right now, uh, I mean, on the moon right now, pointing back to Earth, and I'd subscribe to that and watch Earth spin if it was real. I'd pay 20 bucks a month. Could you imagine the business opportunity? Why don't you do it? I'll give you a good idea. Launch something, land it on the moon, show us real time that we can log in and zoom in and use these 10 cameras that you wouldn't go there and put one camera because that could fail. Go and put 10 cameras, different parts of the moon, and we can point here and there. And you probably have a million subscribers at 20 bucks a month, and there's a good business model, right? You know, but no, no one's done that. The space station, I've actually seen the space station, space station pass me. Sorry, I'm burning the candles at both ends lately. Um, but I've seen the space station pass three times. And I remember the first time I was with my son, who's you know now 27, so it was five years ago. And I said, Daniel, look at that. There's a space station. And he, he was he was wondrous. He was like, really? That's supposed to be going 17,000 miles an hour or 25,000 kilometres per hour. And it takes about five minutes to pass Melbourne, which is only at maximum radius, 100 kilometres. So you do the math. And I've seen that three times. I've taken footage. It's on my channel. Um, satellites, I mentioned before, maximum usable frequency and troposcatter. So what that literally means, if you look it up, so we have the ionosphere, the you know, the troposphere and all the different, you know, mesosphere, whatever, stratosphere, et cetera, et cetera. Troposcatter means they literally bounce off that, and that's even on the globe model. And these guys used to think that it bounces around the Earth and it can keep doing that, and that's your model. That's not your model. You didn't make it up, so I won't call it yours. You're just following other people, you know, like Vatican, you know, um, Jesuit priests who came up with and, and exaggerated this model, and if you look at, it all the way through. That astounded me because I didn't realise how much religion was involved in this. Do you know about the Kabbalah? The Kabbalah is this bulb of this belief of, you know, singularity where, and it became from the Kabbalah, you know, the Kabbalah and the Allah, the cube of God, Allah, God, Kabbalah, and that's where Kabbalah comes from. And, you know, that's the, that's the black cube. You know, it's freaky, man. I don't want to go there. Anyway, um, you know, see the sun. Well, I've got video, if you want to go on my channel, go on YouTube, Billy Zig. I took video last week, which is 
about one and a half minute long, so not, not that long, but I was literally watching the sun with the Nikon P900, expecting the sun to go behind the horizon, as we always do, but it vanished in the distance. Go watch it. It's there, man. This is what I, um, you know, and can I see that every day? No. That's why I said the atmosphere is different every day. Atmospheric conditions are different. And I, the Greeks never considered this, and they didn't have the technology we did. Aristotle, I'm expected to think that Aristotle, who was older than me when he came up with these ideas, went to the beach and saw a boat going, the mast of a boat going over the horizon before the hull. Mate, he must have had, like, eating carrots every day. His eyes must have been the best eyes in the world because I can't do that. Can you do that? Anyway, let's go. The last two things. Absurd. You said it's absurd, right? And that's not a good place to consider. To start when you're looking at something, you should look at every possibility, everything. Can that, can that work on a globe and a flat earth? Yeah, well, it can. We'll push that aside. What, what do you reckon? The, and then the last thing you said is about gravity. And that one, we are not gravity experts. But if we expected that the that is a ball in the, sky, the sun is a ball in the sky, 93 million miles away, made of mostly helium that is creating gravity, can you show me helium creating gravity on Earth? Because helium does the opposite of that. Anyway, we won't go into gravity because even then you could go to the core of the Earth, which is supposedly molten iron, um, and, and the, the temperature of that exceeds the Curie point, which means that anything that exceeds that temperature, I think it's like 600 degrees Celsius, Fahrenheit, could be wrong, sorry, um, whatever it is, it, it exceeds the point where it'll lose its magnetic property. Look that up, the Curie point, C-U-R-I-E. So um, there's a lot of problems even with gravity on why things fall, you this know, yeah. Be, well, I think this well, might be a good you know, opportunity, Billy, for if, if this is your last point and then just to that keep is, the... That was pretty much it. That was the list all the way down to gravity. So we're done. Let's continue. You, you know? bet. We'll kick it into open discussion. Thanks so much, gentlemen. The floor is all yours. Dude, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I just heard so many words. I don't even know where to start, James. Did you write so, anything down? Where do you, wow, where do you want to start here? Um, it's up to you. Know, you. Gravity. Oh, it's cool, man. I'm cool. I've heard, I've, can I just be honest? I've heard you talk about, even with Rose 777, I've heard your discussion. So wherever you want to go, what's your best proof of a globe Earth? And not balls in the sky. I mean, on Earth. Here, ground well, level. For example, level. I've been to a, I've been to Australia. So I took Qantas Airlines and I landed in Sydney, Australia, and I took off from Toronto, Canada. So that was about twenty three thousand miles. That is the furthest distance I can possibly go from Toronto. I can go about twenty four thousand miles. So by your model, you should be on the edge. Why don't you just travel that last thousand miles and tell me what is on the edge? What is the furthest distance from you? In where are you in Australia, by the way? I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne. So you're on the other side. You're on the uh, you're on the west coast. No, I'm on the east coast. Melbourne is Melbourne. just below Sydney. So oh, okay, you know, just below Sydney. Brisbane, okay, so Sydney, you Melbourne, are. You're in, 
yep, you're as far away as I can possibly travel. What if I go another thousand miles from you? What am I going to find? Further down, we can't. It'd be more than a cup. It'd be more than a thousand. But I'll tell you an interesting story. Um, Josh Frydenberg, who's our treasurer in in Australia, he's the national treasurer. When he got elected, he went to Antarctica and back in one day. He actually holds the record for it. Google it. Josh Frydenberg, his name is. But he literally got elected, and the next day or two, he went to Antarctica, stayed there for a few hours, and came back. So ask him. I haven't been, man. I can't go. It's a very limited place. For me to get that type of clearance is impossible. I've done the research. You could, you know, you could do it yourself. It's literally impossible. Now, I'll tell you a very interesting thing about the weather pattern in Australia, the weather system. If you're in, in Melbourne... Um, it's friggin' cold. We get Antarctic winds here. Sydney don't get that because we're at the bottom of Australia, right? And if Antarctica is close, well, they tell you they're Antarctic winds, whether they're whether it's from the globe or the flat Earth. It is literally coming from Antarctica. Watch our news; they'll tell you we're going to have a cold snap in Melbourne over the next few days due to Antarctic winds. You know, a pressure system coming from the south. They literally tell you that. So. You try and work it out. So, but you go on that same day, watch the weather, watch the news and the weather report. One thousand kilometers up, um, it's it's twenty four degrees. Go a bit more, twenty eight. You know how does that work? What because you're getting closer to the equator? No, it's not. It's the 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 weather. There's so much to answer. Anyway, going back to your point on Australia, like, and what? So you travel to Australia, and that proves. Do you know what jet streams are? Absolutely. Yeah, cool. So do you reckon that impacted your travel time? And okay, what? it does. But I'm going to yeah, ask you cool. again. We we got to stop saying so many words when we... I when know, we Mark, but you asked me to, you know, why oh, you I'm asked me to you. interrupt you with all due respect. You asked me, why can't we just take that flight and go to the edge of the earth? What I is didn't the say that. I did what? not say that. I am asking you right now, what is the furthest distance you can go from where you are in Melbourne? Where can you go to? And how far away is it? Right now? Nowhere. Because <laughs> we're in lockdown. <laughs> so if you were to hop in a jet two years ago, and what is the furthest distance you can get from Melbourne? That's a good point. Um, you could go you'd go straight to Europe. You could hop it along the way. Well, a lot of flights, a lot of flights don't go straight. You're looking, you're looking at a 24-hour difference in our time zones. The furthest you can go is about Toronto, where I am. Why can't we go further and find that edge? Who because, has so you must be on the edge, and I must be on the edge by your model. There can't be any further. There's no way to travel any further for me than Australia or New Zealand. That's the farthest I can go on a jet. I can't go any further. Cool. You must be on the edge. You okay, must can be I answer? Right there. I heard it. I heard it. Yeah. Can I answer it? You, yeah. started, you started the question with why. What, what do you mean why? It, so it's, it's something that in your mind... Let's say it was solved. What would that work? How would that work in your mind? Would you have a kaching moment that, oh shit, it can work? Excuse my French, my Australian, I should say. 
cannot work. So let's say you worked out, because I know pilots that personally know pilots. I wrote a book and I had to interview pilots on the logistics of and the, the accuracy of what I was writing. And they know the earth is flat, right? They know it. They didn't want me to put names in my book, and that's why I did it as a as a fictional book because I people go, why did you write a fictional? Because it allowed me then to put in stories from people that I know without naming them, including the telecommunications expert that I know that told me about Troposcatter. That we have quite a few lengthy discussions now, like you know, and he, like you know, when you when you take in. Look, look, how far do you live from where where do you you you're in Canada, right? I mean, how about do yeah, cool. So what about how far can you see on the clearest day? On the clearest day, let me think here. If I'm down in St. Catharines, Ontario. Losing you a bit. I can over. see about I don't know if you can still hear us, Mark. Just checking oh, in. Okay, I just got a call. Just one sec. I'm going to get Tammy to call this person back so he doesn't keep calling us. No problem. Yeah. Good oh, chance for us to remind you folks. Want to let you know both of our guests are linked in the description if you'd like to hear more. And so with that, we'll kick it back over to, I think Mark was partway okay. through. So let, let's do this. I, I got to do this. You're speaking a lot of words, and we're not getting anywhere. We have Let's... to speak with words, yeah. Okay, but that's it's fine. They can't be thousands. Okay, listen to me, please. They can't be thousands of words and then expect me to respond. So let's stick with one thing. I've asked you a question. What is the furthest distance that you can travel from Melbourne, period? What is the furthest distance I can fly from Melbourne? Let me Google that for you, sir. Um, longest flight from Melbourne, the 29 domestic flights. Well, the longest flight is from Melbourne, 7,927 miles or 12,757 kilometres, nonstop route to Los Angeles, LAX airport. Direct flight takes around 14 hours and 13 minutes and is operated by Qantas. So you okay. said 23,000. You went on a flight 23,000 miles, which is Absolutely. about 40,000. That's 40,000 kilometers. That's right no, around the ball. Where did you go? Let's slow down anyway, here. Where did I they take can't... you? I just want to know. Oh, God, you talk a lot. So I hopped in a jet and you I flew that. from, listen to me, please. I flew from Toronto. I landed in San Francisco. We went from San Francisco to Hawaii. From Hawaii, I went to Sydney. How much further can I go? Either you are on the edge of this disc or <laughs> I am. We are both as far apart. Please don't talk. We are as far apart as you can possibly fly. You are 23 thousand miles from me how do you explain that you should be able to go to your backyard and find the edge 
let me let me let's do some math. Can you just jump, ch you know, chuck some figures? So you said you went from Toronto to here to there to there to there to there to there to there, and that calculated your distance, man. That's like me saying I'm driving to my local shops, but it took I did 14 kilometers, and it's only one kilometer. Why, Bill? Because you went around there, around there, around there, around there. No, direct flight. We're talking about. You show me the. You show me the proof that you did this because that you're you're presenting it as your empirical proof that the it's a ball. Like why? What does that prove anyway? What distance you travel? What are you trying to prove? What are you trying to prove, Mark? Any further, we start to come back to ourselves. Twenty-four thousand miles is as far as I can go. Which Same with me. If I go around the block, I'll come back to myself, to my area. Didn't mean I went around a ball. Mark, please. Next. What's your next one? Because we're limited there with time. There has to be an edge. That's Where it. is the edge? How far away are you from the edge? The edge of what? Of this flat earth. I don't know, man. You know, Admiral oh, Richard Bird. Admiral Richard Bird said there was more land. I'm... I'm, I'm of the concept, I'm of the concept, just let me have a, a um, reply, that I'm of the, you know, not, but I reckon there could be more land. I reckon it could be infinite. I reckon there could be more ponds, but that's just my idea. Can I prove it? Some people think there's a dome over it. I can't prove the dome as much as you can't prove gravity. Like, let's stick to Earth, what we're experiencing. You said, why would people believe the Earth is flat? And, and not spinning a 1,000 miles an hour. You know why? Because you can't prove it is. And that's why people are starting to believe and starting to consider where they're living. And there's over 200 million people now. You do the numbers, one in 10 people in France believe the earth is flat. They are believing, yeah? In, in Brazil, it's more. Australia's borderlining that because, I mean, four houses up, there's a lady I bumped into. She's a flat earther now. So what are we okay. going to do about the let, problem? Let, how let, do we prove? How would you? Please, please, let's reel would you, this in. I didn't let's finish what I was saying, man. I didn't finish what I was saying, buddy. Please. We so don't how would you? How many illiterate how, people believe things? We don't care about illiterate people. Would you what literally? You would you about? present your flight? Would you present your flight as a thesis to the ball Earth? No, I am telling you. I, I don't want you to tell me nothing. One sec. Oh, one, well, let's hold on, Billy. One sec, Billy. Tell me nothing. Billy, let's give him a chance to respond. We, we do have to give him a chance to respond. He's trying to clarify what he was trying to say. Please. I don't know what Again. There, there's just words that mean nothing. I haven't heard him make an argument for anything yet. I am asking. I don't want to argue with you, man. I came in to ask you for your proof of a ball, and you're giving me the flight you took. Like, really? No, What's no, your other no, proof? No, please stop talking and let me ask you a question. Okay, I am 23, 24,000 miles away from you. Where is the edge? That's all I'm asking you. How far is you? the edge from you? Where are you? I'm in Toronto. How far did you say we are? About 23,000 miles apart. Man, it says 16,258 kilometers. Perfect, perfect. That's no, that's fine. it. That, 
That's kilometers, sir. That's kilometers. Thousand miles apart. That's fine. No, 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 sir. No, no, no. Just wait. You should stop talking for a second now because you got even that wrong. It's 16,258 kilometers, which is only Perfect. about 10, no, that's only 10,000 miles. So whatever you thought you were going on a 23,000 journey, someone took you around the block, bro. Anyway, next, what's next? I, that means I can't even use your flight information to because I just took it by your word. And if I was to do that, I would have gone, oh, shit, it is 23,000 miles or 40,000 kilometers. 40,000 kilometers, that's the circumference of the equator, according to the globe, right? But you didn't do that. So anyway, let's move on to your next one, Mark. Anyway, do this. I made a mistake. You are right. I made I'll a accept mistake. that. Cool, oh, good. God, let me talk. Please let me talk. You are right. 23,000 or 24,000 miles is the, the circumference of the equator. I made a mistake. I flew to where you are, and it took me 23 hours to get there at about 500, 600 miles an hour. Where is the edge of the earth? You are the one that has to prove that we are wrong. You need Listen. to come up for, oh, you're not going to let me talk again. You need to come up with a model that explains gravity. You are the one that needs to come up with a model that explains where do we have day and night? Why do you have weather systems that come in from the west? We have them come in from the east. Why can we explain all this stuff? And your model doesn't show it. Done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, which one first? My model doesn't explain it. My model is, I don't have a model, Mark. I don't have a model of belief like you live. This is a model, right? That's all you have is a model. If you had a car, you know, model of a car, you know, I've got a model of an aeroplane. Does that mean I've got a, is that real? It's not real. You know, come on, Mark, let's stop it with your, your model, your model. Where's the edge of the earth? Like, you can't explain flights. Like, man, I, I, you know, and I, I, the only reason I tried to interject briefly was to, uh, to acknowledge your, your um, apology that you got it wrong. Cool, we get shit wrong. I get things wrong too. I think on the last time I was on this show, I said Newton or Copernicus died at 23, even though I meant, even though I meant he um discovered his theories at that age. Because you know, it's like as if we're getting who cares anyway? Like, really, what what difference does it make if I, you know, attack you on that? Really? You know, you said about the sun on the so so let's say you created a system, Mark. Yeah. On Earth, you created this place and it was a system. Would you have the ability to create night and day, which is a prerequisite for every insect, every animal, every species on Earth, including us and our mm -hmm. system, our sleeping system? So to deny that, and I don't want to get all, you know, like, you know, the, um, into creation, because that's another, I see those debates that you guys, not you guys, but that I had on this channel. Um, and people have, not only on this channel, just in life, like, how does that work? You know, it's, uh, you know, how does the the video disappearing the other day work? Like, let's say it couldn't be done. And if you really looked at how the, the clock or the sky clock, if you like, 
because we leave. Hey, James, please, let's stop. James, can you take control of this so we're not just talking about words? Somebody's got to take control of this. And we have spent a half an hour, and I haven't heard anything that makes sense here. Mark, one question. We told you One sec. Okay, hold you on one sec. So, I do. It is one. It is true that that Billy, you're a quick speaker, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, just to be sure that we get, uh, because we do have limited time with Mark, and we'll have uh, extra time where people will be asking questions. My guess is most of them will be for you, Billy. Uh, just to, if you're able to wrap this point up and maybe like, uh, maybe 15, 20 seconds, and then we'll kick it back over to Mark, uh, before we lose him as he has a uh, limited time. Yeah, sure. You know, and I respect it, you know, to everyone's is, to get to the point to say that it can't happen, that why can we see the moon during the night, but we, but we see the moon during the day as well, but we don't see and this moon and the sun during the day at the same time, and the phases yes, don't we do. always align. Absolutely. Anyway, you know, absolutely, yeah. we see There's the sun and the moon at the same time. I and don't know what you're talking about. Who, who out there has not seen the moon and the sun at the same time? Is that what James. you took from what I said? I said, and the phases don't always align from where the sun and the moon are. And you can go out that outside and do that yourself over time because I've, I've spent a lot of time with that elusive moon, if you like, because she is elusive and you don't know what she's made of and neither do I. And you started the conversation before, is it flat? Is it spherical? You don't even know. Do they land on there? We don't know. So let's go on ground level here, Mark, because I'm measuring water here to be level across vast distances. And that's that's what I'd like to really talk about, how rivers work, they flow down. Let's talk about objective reality, things that we can prove, you know, with, with our, you know, we could go replicate it. I could say, Mark, can you go and measure this largest lake in Canada? You should be doing that. You should be looking for curvature. You show me that. Because if, if, if flat, if it wasn't for the missing curvature, there would be no flat earth. At the end of the day, let's think about it, that we're getting, we're seeing distances that far exceed the Earth curvature model. And you're, I know you could say refraction, but refraction is not standard. So anyway, I don't want to talk. You talk, Mark, you talk. Oh my God, I don't, Wow, I, I think you've said every word that we have in the vocabulary of the English language, but I, I still, I don't know what you are asking from me. Give me your best evidence for a flat earth and give it to me in 30 seconds. What is your best evidence for a flat earth, period? Uh, you know, it's clear that we see further than the Earth curvature model says. We see a the, the horizon is supposed to be a, a, a physical, tangible um, object according to the heliocentric model. And if you're a six-foot man standing at sea level, you should only see 3.2 miles based on the observer's height. We're seeing much further than that, Mark. We're seeing much further than that. And that water that we're seeing across is level. 
The specular reflection of the sun, which is a straight line path to you, cannot occur on a curved surface. And especially when we're measuring distances that are, as I said, I'm doing 95 kilometers on, on and a wind farm at 95 kilometers. And it, as I said, it exceeds the earth curvature math, right? And if okay. that wasn't the case, we wouldn't be doing it. Let's leave it at that. So by your model, it is a flat earth. So let's do away with all curves. I am going to agree with you. It's a flat earth. How far away do you think the moon is? I, I absolutely, after six years of research, I don't know. See, that's the do thing with me. I'll tell you, I don't know. I'm happy do to do that. Is it a mile away or do you think it's 10,000 miles away? It can't be a mile away. It couldn't be. I don't know if it's 10,000. I don't think it's 10,000 miles away because it just, that doesn't work on, I don't know, sir. I don't know. Okay, let's leave it at that. On a Ooh, flat earth, why is it that I can't go up to my highest point, which around me is the CN Tower, and with a telescope, why can I not see Chicago? Why can I not see New York City? Why can I not see the um, opera center that is in Sydney, Australia? This is your model. By your model, I should be able to see everywhere from the highest point. It's flat. It's perfectly flat. The only thing that should, that should obstruct my view of looking at Los Angeles, California, which is 3,000 miles away, I, I, I should be able to look out with my telescope. And the only thing that should be in my way is possibly a mountain. And that is not what we see. Tell cool. me can why, I, Matt. Can I, you know, let, let's take that from the very, um, from the very beginning of how our optics actually work. Going back to that, so let's say you're standing in a long hallway. It's apparent that the floor is ramping up and the ceiling ramps down to a point. They call that the vanishing point. The longer that you could get that hallway, you will actually get it to. And there's some brilliant structures around the world in India. You know, going back two thousand years old, where they you know, you literally stand in the middle when you've got this perfect. And now that's happening to you, whether you, to us, whether we like it or not. It happens at a micro level in a hallway and it happens at a macro level in Earth. So when you're, and that's called angular, and, and there's a point of angular resolution. So the higher you go, the further you will see. We know that because even if you're on the ground as a kid, you can't see further. But to find your friend, you would have gone up a tree to see further. That works on a flat earth, that'll work in a warehouse that has a flat ground and you took a scissor lift and elevated yourself further up, even though you know that ground is perfectly flat, you're going to see further. So you have to take everything into account and that's where we've confused curvature for um, in a non-Euclidean, using non-Euclidean geometry, but in a, in a Euclidean world, we live in a world where we do have perspective to take into account. And you can't, you can't dismiss it. Why can't we see that far? That's one reason. Um, the other reason is because you've got What's so many atmospheric conditions. Please Wait, stop. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. You no. just wrapped it up. Please listen. You just wrapped it up and said that is one reason. What yeah. is one reason? What? The reason why you can't see. I'm answering your question, Mark, on why we can't see that far. And the second reason, 
And the second reason is because of all the conditions in the atmosphere. Again, you've got haze. If you're looking over water, you're going to have the, the heat is going to sometimes create the salt particles to evaporate. It'll give you this Fata Morgana effect. And the other one is Novaya Zemle. I can't even say that, but you've got to look into that. And the atmosphere and the heat and everything is going to, you know, you've got pollution. We can't even see across Melbourne some days, man. It's so polluted. Go look at China. Why can't I see China from Melbourne? Why can't they see me? They can hardly see down the street, let alone seeing each other. So, you know, let's think about how far we're seeing. Really, you know, is that that anyway, you know, what's next? No, you're telling me that the earth is not a sphere because we can see further than three miles. And I'm saying to you, fine, I will what's take what you're listen, please, please. I will take what you say as fact. So let's look at a flat earth model. How far can you see on your flat earth? It's perfectly flat with some mountains, some buildings. Why can't I see more than 40 miles, 50 miles? You, can. you actually can, Mark. And if you Google... No, you can't. Oh, you man, can't. man, man, man. Man, it, you stop saying can't. Stop saying can't because that's why you're limiting your your ability to be able to research this pro this topic properly in a non-biased way. At the moment, when you say, wait, 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 I didn't finish, sir. I didn't finish, sir. You're interrupting me. Please allow me to finish because you always interject when I'm trying to answer the question. Now, to answer how far can we see, you can go on a website called Beyond Horizons. And the world record long-distance photo is 273 miles, which is 444 kilometres. And that is a non, that's a non-flat Earth website, right? Not Perfect. nothing with it. It was from one mountain top from France to another top across the, across the bay. Now, one thing we've got to take into account, you could say, Refraction caused okay, that. Please stop. Please I didn't stop. finish. Sir. I didn't finish. No, this no, you say too many words. You talk. Oh man, what do you want me to do? Sign language. I'm gonna Sign ask you a you? question. That's no, I didn't how finish. James, could you mute him? I didn't finish. And the thing I was gonna say across that distance, there's I'm just finishing, sir. I'm just finishing, James, because this is the fundamental part about why I wanted to bring this up. Across that distance, you have at least 150 kilometres of flat, level water, and we know water is level over vast distances. So that's my answer to what's the furthest you can see. 273 miles or 440 kilometres is the world record at the moment. Thank you. And I ask short questions and you answer with book-like answers. Should we not expect on a flat earth to see further than 400 kilometers? Come on, just answer a question. If you're on top of a mountain looking across a, a area of water over to another mountain, is this absurd to see 400 kilometers? 
Mark, when was the first time you heard of this photo from Peak Dead, whatever it's called, to the When was the first time? Because about three minutes ago, you were saying, well, why can't we see 40 miles? Well, I just did 273 miles. Have you done the Earth curvature math on that? Can I just ask you that? No. Have you're you making talking. a calculator? Wait, wait, wait. Oh wait, my wait, God, wait. I'm talking words. I'm sorry that I'm talking words. Have you got taken your calculator out and Earth curvature and used your model? And you could use the Metabunk model, or you could use the other model on, you know, whatever you want. You use your math. Should you be able to see it? Why don't you do that? Because as an independent researcher, or you said as a skeptic, and you love being a you should do it. You should be skeptical of your ball earth. I'm over. Done. Please tell me that you realize that if we were to go from a mountain to a mountain, we would be able to see further than what we can see across an ocean. Please tell me that you understand that this earth I is explained that to you before. When I'd explain that to you before on a boy climbing a tree and you want me to now, you're trying to say, do you understand? I don't stand under you, sir, at all. No, I'm sorry. Do you, you know, cause I know your, your, your verbiage on understand. I don't understand under you. I don't stand under you at all. Anyway, I understand. I know that. I don't understand. I know that. Cause I told you that. Anyway, go on. What else do you want to talk about? What else your James, proof? James, James, are you there? Where do I go from this? I, I don't even know what to say. I'm trying to give you a good debate here. What do I say? I'm trying to explain to him that even if the earth is a ball or it's flat, if we were to stand on the top of Mount Everest, of course we can see further than three miles. What would you like me to say? Let's end this. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. The part it's ridiculous that you're not taking into atmosphere and you're talking over me again is absolutely ridiculous. Give me your next best evidence for a flat earth. Let's give up how far we can see. Sir, I came here for you to I came here for you to prove the ball to me so I could go back I to that model. Listen, so what's your best I, proof? What's your other best proof? The reality. reality. All reality. Oh my God, you're not letting me talk. Please give me a minute. Reality, everything we see, every book we pick up, every single thing that we do in our lives every day conforms to a ball earth. Tell me what about a flat earth conforms to reality. That's all I'm asking. Easy, sir. Easy. So you think you think that sunlight occurs because the earth is spinning. I think that the sun occurs because it's coming way over the distance from there. And when it leaves me, it's about 3,000 miles away. But you think it's, you don't understand that you don't get the angular resolution from my height and even the way it works. Like there are videos of them chasing the sun, play airplanes. Like you try and chase that thing. If it's going a thousand miles an hour, right? You know, you try and do it. So, you know, anyway, like I, I, I actually give I actually give up on trying to convince people that it's why you, you I know, have I don't need to do that. Time. 
I'm here to I get your proof of the ball. Oh, I can't get a, I don't know what to do here, James. I have chased the sun. I have flown from Toronto to Sydney, Australia, and I have gone through two sunrises. Well, I did it. I seen the sun rise and set, and I seen it rise and set again. And you know something? At 600 miles an hour, it did exactly what I expected. So I ask you again, without a million words, what about your reality of a flat earth does not fit with a ball earth? That's all I'm asking. What doesn't fit our model? Period. Number one, the, you know, there's no, no one's detected the speed of the earth. There's no Coriolis detection when you leave the equator and you go to the North Pole or the South Pole, which spins at zero degrees at the poles, right? Well, you don't I'm, see, you don't see, well, you don't I'm, feel, you don't, I'm wrong. sorry? Wrong. You we do feel it. Do. Can you let me talk to that point? We absolutely do. So we can take something. There is a reason without smiling and thinking that I'm stupid and being. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I was, I was okay. smiling at that. Let I was smiling talk. that you didn't like no. when I interrupted you, but you just went and took over the state. Like, anyway, go on. Tell me about your proof. When we, when we measure the weight of gold, we do not measure it on a scale. We measure it on a balance beam. There's a reason we do that. And it is because if you go up to the equator, up to the points, so you go from the equator to the poles, there is a difference in weight. And that difference in weight is exactly what we would expect from an earth spinning at the speed that it spins. So, so it's yeah. not a difference. So it's not a difference to to the where the the, the scale is above sea level. Nope. It's no. All oh, right. It, okay. It, I've debated this on many times. It is because of the spinning of the Earth. So it is the amount of centrifugal force. You can look it up. I know you're smiling like it's I've wrong. done it, sir. I've done it, Mark. I'm not even going to call you, sir. Mark. Please. I've done it. I've done what it. You, you don't know. Do you, do? you don't know about air pressure differentials, which create difference air on scale. Has nothing to do with. Well, you better growth. research that. You better research that yourself. All right. Because so, so, so far, what are you telling me? Just you keep saying words. What I'm saying, it's not gravity. Just because you have this central word that you always refer to, that you will cling to, like a kid with a teddy bear. I'm not going to go with your gravity because you don't even know what it is. Which gravity is it? Newton or Einsteinian? Which one? Tell me, which one are we going for? Because they're two okay, different so, things. So I'll back, go with your gravity. Let's identify which one we're going oh, with. God, James, I don't know what oh, to do. Oh, God. Anyway. What we could do, uh, we might want to take a few questions and maybe that will kind of like reset it and yeah, maybe we we'll go let's, back. Let's let. Let's let the, the people out there of reality reel this in, please. Want to let you know, folks, both of our guests are linked in the description. Highly encourage you to check out their links. We really do appreciate these guys. As uh, you can tell, it's a wild one tonight. And so, oh, it is. I can tell. You know, I was coming here expecting just a normal discussion, but I knew I was going to. But whatever. I love it. You, know, you guys I'm, are yeah. certainly the odd couple. You 
have some natural well, chemistry. I don't, I don't know what to say, James. I can't get in a word, and I can't pinpoint one of his points. I don't know where he's going with this. Is you know he'll he'll talk about how the furthest we can see is two hundred miles. Well, then I say to him that does not fit your flat earth model. And then I ask him to explain it. And then all I hear is millions of words that don't explain anything. So hand it over. I can stay a little longer than I thought. My wife's enjoying the her first bath for a while. We were finally in a motel with a bathtub. So I got a little more time than I thought. Let the audience ask some questions and try, try to reel this in and then maybe we can go from there. But right now, I don't know how to, I don't know how to get a word in edgewise here. We will jump into the Q&A. Brenda, thanks for your question, said, Billy Zig, why can't you see Polaris from Australia? That's, you know, again, so let's, um, let's pretend that you're in the largest warehouse in the world. This warehouse is like, 10 miles wide, like uh, from all corners. Um, you're standing in the middle of this warehouse and the ceiling is only, you know, 20 feet high and there's a light standing above you. You can see it clearly. But let's say you went 10 miles to the outer perimeter of this warehouse. Would you see Polaris? No, you wouldn't perspective you're so far from that light above so look i know my perspective you know the the ratios were wrong on what i did but look you know why you know why don't we see it um why don't i see a southern star here is what i'm more concerned about i live in australia we don't you could point your p900 at any star and create a star trail does that mean every star is the southern star Look, you know, sure. that's my best explanation for that. So it's actually a good question. So I Thank love you. that question. Is okay, we must really... move on to the next one. So sorry to just because yeah, so, we have so a lot. Let me answer, James, and I'm shorter. What I would say to him is, yes, if you were in a warehouse and there was a light 10 miles away with our eyes, we would not see it. But yes, with optics. So in other words, we could take a telescope and yes, we would see it. Period. We Thanks so much. And this question comes in from Soldier of Science, who said, For Billy, my grandfather was a tracker for the Gemini program. I grew up in California with literally thousands of people working for private companies that contributed to the space program. Were they all deceived? Not all deceived, I wouldn't say that. That's a far stretch to say is every is every, let's say there's a wicked corporation and the guys at the top, the CEO, the finance guy, the you know, chief operator, they're all, but are the rest of the staff in it, in on it? No way. They're just following orders. What about the guys at the Parks Radio platform here? You know, what were they doing? What were they tracking? They were being fed data, a lot of people. Did they send things up? Yes. How far did they send them? You know, we don't know. So I hope that sort of answers it. I can't say he was deceived. I'm not going to say he was deceived. You know, was he deceiving anyone? Was he part of it? No, I don't. I don't know. Was yeah. Thanks so much. And this question comes in from Anthony Chicante. Says, check out quote the great switcheroo unquote Mark. Your eyes are spherical. Just because you see circles in the sky 
doesn't mean you're on a ball. That's actually a really good video, the great switcheroo. And the, um, Not, oh, it's a question for Mark, though. Oh, sorry. What would you like me to answer? So because my eyes are spherical, I see circles in the sky? Uh, they said, your eyes are spherical. Just because you see circles in the sky doesn't mean you're on a ball. I agree. Deal. Next up, P. Barnes, thanks for your question, said, please don't speak for or assume the knowledge of the average Aussie. Thanks, Billy <laughs> Next, thanks for your question. This one comes in from Mike Billars. Says, Mark, did you know the Boeing 747 has an upgraded version that was made in Canada? It's called the Boeing 747A. A. There you go. I get it. Nice. <laughs> Spart one or Spart three four four. Thanks for your question. We've got two from Spart. One is. Uh, where did I just see it? There it is. Patreon question for Billy. The questions for Newtonian gravity can be derived from Einstein's equation. That's that's true because they all are just equations and they're fun. They're you know, just built on top of each other. One thing that I'll say is the formula for gravity does require radius as a fundamental aspect of it. Um, so if we can't find the radius of the Earth, then you got to redo the whole formula because they, they built that formula to explain how a person in Australia could be standing upside down. That's what the whole thing was about. Um, and, and, you know, both models still require objective proof of the radius of the earth. And I think it was, there was a astrophysicist, I uh, can't remember her name, but she was interviewed and she said, well, to measure the gravity, you need to measure one million places around the earth or something she said like that and it's never been done you know i'd love it if it was done i, I had a thing called test the curve gotcha. day, and it was about doing this getting out there and doing it anyway, thank you yeah so, so anyway at, 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 at any rate we do have people out there in the scientific field that that do work out what the gravitational um, pull is around the earth and we do find areas of slightly high gravity higher gravitational pull than others and we do it with two separate satellites that fly several miles apart i don't know what the distance is but they actually pick up these microscopic differences in the gravity of earth and uh you can look it up yeah we we find areas where the gravity is slightly higher than others but i don't know anywhere in the um in the formula for working out gravity you're telling me that the arc of the earth is required to work out Absol the gravitational ab pull absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. i can give you i can give you a short you whereabouts is that in, in the formula can you tell me where in the formula we find the, the where we we input the the radius of the earth perhaps somebody out there could help me with this because i don't know where we put that formula I can give you a, a chance to answer Billy, and then we got to go to the next question. Cool. If you if you reference gravity across a lot of you know the radius was absolute what it was, and um, I'm just I went to Wikipedia and just went gravity uh, Wikipedia and then did find radius 
and you'll see even there there's a radius required. There's other, there's, I think there's, um, there's better articles that refer to it, but you fundamentally, so, so Eratosthenes, right, when he apparently measured the, the radius of the earth, it was, it was Henry Cavendish that later used his formula to formulate the gravitational, he needed that formula in there. So what was Eratosthenes doing? He was measuring the earth's radius. Uh, that was always carried through as a as a given. If we do believe in you know the dates and whatever, like I'm you know sort of question a lot more than you know flat Earth. I question history. I question all these people. Who were they? I've, I never heard of them. Being Greek, I never heard of Eratosthenes till flat Earth came up, and you'd think I would gotcha. have known about him. You know, anyway. Thanks so much. Like, Oh, so, and so, James, I, 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 I hate to do this, but we do have to go on. We've, we've been on this question a long time. Just ask a question, James, please. I will ask our, our audience out there, and they can do it as a super chat. Please let me know where I would input a form in the formula for working out gravity, the radius of the earth. I, I will ask that of all the scientific people out there, because I'll be damned if I know what the radius of the earth has to do with gravity. In fact, in fact, sir, in fact, Mark, they say that if the formula is off by 10%, if the radius, if the radius or the, the equator, um, the distance rather, if it's off by 10%, then the whole thing falls flat, right? The whole thing, pardon the pun, the whole thing, the whole model. Hey, hey, I've heard them say that. I've heard scientists, I think it was Neil, not scientists, he's not a scientist, but I've heard him say, Neil deGrasse Tyson, or one of them say it from, yeah, anyway, don't shake your head, man. I was shocked as well. You're either shaking your head in shock or in disbelief. I don't even know I'm which one. what you're talking about. I, I'm hearing words Less. and it makes no sense, but I've asked Less the audience moving. to answer that's us. Pretty, Go ahead, weird. James. We must keep, uh, we have Spart344 says, for Billy, first and foremost, Kabbalah is Jewish mythicism. It means, quote, reception, unquote, to receive the word of God. It has nothing to do with Islam, you Aussie soy boy. Love it from South Africa. It absolutely does, and good on with him with his soy boy. I don't even know what that meant until, like, <laughs> you know, again, like, how does he even use these words, but... Um, it absolutely does, and the Kaaba is a cube or of Allah. Like, stop it. The words are everything, you know. Just because he doesn't know, and he just what do you do? A quick Google search on that. This is a known fact. And even underneath, and even on Saturn, if underneath Saturn they've taken a hexagonal shape, and you take a hexagonal shape, it, you, you can transform that into a three D cube, which is what they always worshipped, and they worship Saturn. And Saturnalia and Saturday and Sunday gotcha. and Monday. Please. Okay. Thank you. Next question. Next one. Mike Billars, thanks for your question, says, Billy, how can you and someone in Brazil both look south and see the same stars slash constellations? At the same time? They didn't say. Hmm. If the if the sky clock above is spinning, of course, a few hours or ten hours later, it's gonna. I'm gonna see those stars here. Nobody was seeing them at the same time. You know, bring it on. Uh, you, you guys should do those experiments because it would debunk it flat Earth big time. It would gotcha. wreck it. I reckon you guys should do that. Thank you for the question. Gotcha. Thanks so much, Spart three four four, who says. 
for Billy, your entire your entire argument is one of quote I do not understand X phenomenon. Therefore, the Earth is flat. Mark, please weigh in. So I guess we'll give you. A- <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. I've I've heard I've heard so many words that I just don't understand here. I I don't know what his point is. I haven't heard anything tonight that props up a flat earth. I've just heard massive amounts of words. I've heard that, that somebody has seen 200 miles, which I would expect on a global earth, but I would expect on a flat earth to be able to see thousands of miles. And he hasn't explained why we can't. Why would you expect to see that far? You know, it was only you 20, 30 minutes ago that said the lot furthest you can see is 40 miles. And I took it to 273, and now you you can't even remember the you won't even add the 73 on the end. You just call it 200 miles, man. Go out there. Get well. What's the furthest? Where do you live? Go out there and go to the nearest lake and measure the curvature. You'd be famous. Yeah, but I do. I happen to live on a lake. I live on Lake Ontario, and it just so happens that from where I live down in Niagara, from there to Toronto is about 30, 40 miles. And I can see the CN Tower. But even if I was to get a telescope and look the other way east, I would not be able to see the tallest buildings in Ottawa. So How far stand, please, please. How far is Ottawa? You know, actually, you should be more accurate. We've got to, we'll give you, we've got to give uh, Mark a chance to respond, and then we're going to go to the next one. Ottawa, we're looking at about 200 miles. I can't see it. But would I expect to stand, say, on the top of the highest mountain and see to the to the next highest mountain and that be 200 miles away or 270? There's nothing about that that I wouldn't expect, whether the earth was flat or curved. Of course, from mountain to mountain, we're going to see higher. So what are you talking about? Standing on an ocean or standing on a mountain looking at another mountain? It we've, makes no sense what you're saying. We've we've heard from each of you. We do have to go to the next one. Lael is here. Thanks for your question. Said, Billy, the Egyptians had geometric math for 5,300 years back then. They believed the flat earth, and there is still not a mathematical model. A mathematical model? And that's very interesting. I, I love that comment. And even the Egyptians were very intelligent, and they had... Even the pyramid had pi built into it, the ratios for pi, and Pythagoras went there. We all thought Pythagoras was the, you know, he invented these formulas. He actually took this math that was encoded into these buildings. Um, Incredible stuff. And they, you know, what did they need to, a mathematical model. That's interesting. Like math is a language at the end of the day, like, did they have a, the language, and it's always it keeps evolving. Like their their language was their math language was. Whew, I'm going to say they knew quite a bit more than like if they knew pi back then, they knew math well before we did. You know. We, Thanks so much. Then. Appreciate your question. This one comes in from Tim Pryor, who says people in the chat are saying flat Earth is winning. Ha ha. Meanwhile, in the real world, where flat earth has not made an impact at all other than entertainment, but I guess entertaining people is kind of winning. 
That's interesting, you know, and I agree, you know, in the, in, if you do the numbers, most people do believe they live on a spinning ball until you bring it up. I, you know, I, I talk about this quite often with people in online and in real life. And when I really, you know, when I bring up with people, most people are open to the discussion. They're not, you know, it's like, wow, I never thought of that before. What am I? Where am I? You know, there, there are three things. That, yeah. Anyway, like um, whether winning is a, you know, I don't know, Flat Earth is winning. So what if it's winning in the discussion? But in real life, you know, they're winning because they've convinced the world that we live on a on a spinning ball flying through an endless infinity of space and we were created by stardust and, you know. Gotcha. All right. Well, thanks for that. And thank you so much, Mike Bildars, for your question saying, so, the sun, why can we see it at all? It's got to be at least 100 thousand or i'm sorry 100 kilometers away right going through all that atmosphere and dust exactly yeah 100 that's exactly 100 kilometers away no i i think when the sun is setting and if i if we base it off you know we know that melbourne is about three no it's four thousand kilometers away from perth and about a thousand to the west of of Melbourne. So when we the sun is setting here in Melbourne, it's actually got about half hour before it sets in Adelaide because we even know that through time zones, Adelaide is half hour behind Melbourne time zone. And then if you look at Perth, which is two hours and three hours in daylight saving, they would get the sunset about three hours later. And if you compare that across the distance the sun is probably 3,000 miles away when it's setting from you, but it's just an illusion that is going over curve. And even they say, even based on the heliocentric model, that when the sun goes over that, you could see the sun there. And, and let's say you could still see the whole sun over the horizon. The heliocentric model tells you it's already behind the curve and it's refraction that brings it up. And I have known that for 20 years because I used to explain that to my kids and that's what the heliocentric model tells you so gotcha. what do we know about the sun how far is it you know like, that's Thank why you. before when you ask me how far is the moon how far is i won't i, I can't say appreciate it and this say. question comes in we've got alan green appreciate your super chats said in the flat earth model shouldn't everyone experience sunrise namely the sun is at this at the horizon at the same time not necessarily, no, because we work because the sky is like a clock and it was made to be a clock, like a sky clock that brings you, you know, daylight when you need it and it works around. Like, so, you know, where it goes around, you know, starts here, and I'm talking distance. And, you know, if you compare height to how high the sun is, sure, if the sun was so as far as what they say in the heliocentric model, it should light this whole face of the earth. But no, what it does is it's, you know, like that, you could take a lamp in your, in a dark environment, you know, large environment and just go around, take it, you know, with a shade, because obviously shines down, not up into the sky, um, um, you know, lighting up everything. So it's reality. Take, you could replicate that on a ground in a dark room, basically. Think about it. Just think, like, don't worry what people laugh at you, laugh at you about because you're considering that the earth could be flat. Well, if it can work on that and that, then to say we don't know, you're better off. Gotcha. And thank you for your question, 
Stupid whore energy strikes Thank again. Thank you. That's it's right. about time. She's here, and she says, why doesn't the angular size of the sun change throughout the day, though? It, it kind of does, and if you look at or not the angular size from our perspective, you'll see that it starts down there, and as it comes closer, and it's, and it's at zenith, right above you at noon, it's probably, to our perspective, it's its highest point, um, and then it tapers back down. And you can literally go... Stand in the middle of your street and it's make sure the street poles going that way. Street poles going that way, and you can see that with street poles, you'll see it converging away, and everything does. And you know, you cannot discount. That's what I was saying before. Even with a hallway or a street, or even a railway line, where you see we've got this effect happening. So, you know, was it ever meant to be discovered? Maybe it wasn't meant to be discovered. Have you ever thought of that? Gotcha. Anyway, good question. Good question. All of them. We, next. Thank you, Rory oh, Bor- Bjorkman. Says, Billy, where does lava come from? Don't know, man. Don't know. All I know is we've only drilled down 7.8 miles in the Kola Deep borehole um, done by the Russians. Um, and that's the furthest they've gone. So where does it come from? What's underneath? Where does the water come from? You know, now we're finding out that there's more water under the Earth's surface than there is in the oceans. Did they know that 30 years ago? No, they didn't. This is new yes, science that we're discovering. 30 years, ago, 30 years ago, we knew how much water there was in the earth. Come on. Let's in not the earth, in, in the earth or on Absolutely. the earth? Absolutely. We have known for a long time that there is a lot of earth, that there's a lot of water that is absorbed in the earth. I'm 52 years old and I've known that my whole life. Yeah, Next. cool, nice one, man. You know, but Thank can we, you, you know, have they drew, how far down is that? They haven't drilled that far, but it, it seeps through the earth. And, you know, I don't know what it does. No, it doesn't We haven't gone that far. Really but anyway, to answer the person's question, what does lava come from? I don't know. There's some sort of, you know, there's, there's some sort of heat underneath that obviously creates gotcha. molten and earth and, and everything. I'm not denying that. I don't know. Right. And you know what? If any flat earther tells you that they know, they're lying. I'd rather say, I don't know. You got it. Yeah? I don't you. know. We got that. Thank you so much. We have Anthony Chicante, uh, seems to be a real critic of yours, Mark. Uh, basically, he's actually. We, yeah. I could have sworn. Didn't we just have Anthony on? I can't remember. But. Mark, this might be, it looks like Anthony might want a piece of you. They said, James can't help you, Mark. You can't give him a, a debate because you haven't done any research. This is a slaughter. Mark, it sounds like he wants a piece of you. Well, I don't know what to say. I've heard a ton of words. So if this debate's about how many words you can speak in between each other speaking, I, I will tell you. He has slaughtered me, but nothing he has said has made any sense. Somebody asked him a question, and somehow we talked about the pyramids and pie, which has nothing to do with the flat earth. Explain to me, what do the pyramids and 3.14 have to do with anything? What what, what are you talking about? 3.142 to yes, the internet. It does because because yeah. if you recall what the what the the um the the 
call it out of the person asked. I said, how come the Egyptians didn't work out all the flat earth math, right? And I was trying to answer that, that the Egyptians actually were very intelligent <coughs> with their math. And the caller did say that they believed the earth was flat, like every culture back then did. Quite, quite ironically, that they all thought there was a dome above them, even the Aboriginals, and they had no connection, no telephone, no emails, no travel. They didn't communicate. For some reason, they all thought the earth was flat and there was some sort of protective dome. And there's a sky clock. That's what they said. Next and up. I find that fascinating. You're, you're absolutely right. Years ago, many years ago, man was ignorant. I will, I will give you that. You're absolutely right. We used to be ignorant. We have learned since then. Good point. Thank you. Next up. No, Thank you. That's the next. Can I just can I just go on that? And they, well, well, the last ones I can't. I, Anthony, the last super chat we read was an insult to Mark. We can't gang up on him. Uh, next up, besides, we have plenty more insults for Mark from Anthony. That's not even next, we, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, it's just that it's the last one. I, I can't. I don't want to gang up on Mark. We, we do have to give him the last word because the super chat was originally for him. Club, thank you for your super chat, said, Mama Earth is like standing for truth, flat and thick. Nasty guy. All right. Tim Pryor, thanks for your question, said, do the math. The world record photo matches the globe. Even the photographer, photographer says so. As flat earthers say, do research. Do research, and I like that because in that discussion you'll say, I remember being one of the first person that found that photo because it was in my days of doing research. And I thought, oh, what's the furthest anyone's taken a photo? And I looked that up and none of that discussion was in there. If you look at the date, that's a lot of recent discussion. That a lot of people are trolling the, the guy that took the photo, like flat earthers in particular. Hey, you shouldn't be. Refraction is his answer. He brings up refraction. But that's why I always that's why I brought up the physical property that we can measure, which is water over the sea that they're measuring. And we know that water is level over, you know, like it's measured as level. Science tells us that the law of hydrostatics suggests that water is level even over vast distances. Um, Next up. Absolutely not. Thank you. Water has never, never been determined as being level. I have never heard that in my life. Hydrostatics? Google it. Next up, Robert Summers. Thanks for your question. Said gravity isn't different for Newton and Einstein. Why would you say that, Billy? Well, one is, one is, um, Einstein, sorry, Newton tried to define gravity as things falling. Um, what? Einstein said it was the curvature of space and time because the, the model had changed by then. Like there was one point that if you look at, um, they believed in a heliocentric model, but it was like the sun was here and all the planets went around it. But now what we're learning or what the heliocentric model says now is the sun is flying through the universe at 500,000 miles an hour or, or then some. Um, and the earth is, you know, doing a free, doing, 365 um doing orbits around that sun taking 365 days uh, to do so spinning you know once a day one revolution per day while the universe is expanding so they're two different theories what entirely gotcha. and if you you know okay. anyway fair enough thank you and 
Anthony Chicante wants a piece of Mark. <laughs> Mark, you guys might have to debate at some point. I don't know. But next, Rory Bjorkman. Oh, we got Rory's stupid whore energy strikes again. She says, Earth, Earth is a little flatty. She a little flatty. Earth is my little blue thing, blue thing. <laughs> next up, Tim Pryor. Thank you for your question. Said, Mass takes up space. If space does not exist, where does flat Earth reside? Is that for me? Yeah. Must oh, yeah. be. Um, who knows, man? Who knows? Like, what's below? How far? What? What? What is the foundation, or what is the deep, and what is below? I don't know, man. Nice. I don't. You know what? You know what? I have this thing. I say there are three things we don't know. We don't know where we came from. We don't even know what we're doing here. We don't even know where we're going. And I hope as a psychologist, you can understand, as you can appreciate that, um, James, because there are, you know, fun, there are things that we don't know. And I don't know, you know, because oh, we... Psychologist in training, not there yet, though thank you. And Area 85 Restorations has a question for you, Billy. They say, my standard question, in parentheses, I work as an engineer at a rocket launch and test site. And how is it possible that I am, quote, being deceived and no compartmentalization isn't possible given what I do? So did he, add, did he sort of elaborate on what he does? I know he said engineer, but so what? He's making at a rocket specific... launch and te- It's at a rocket launch and test site. They're an engineer. Ooh, man, you, know, like, you know, um, put it this way if I owned a rocket launch and test company and I was a CEO and I was getting contracts left, right, and center from NASA, I wouldn't, I'd be able to deceive my staff. So, what you're setting things up, where are they going? I've seen a lot of things in you know, with the things, but you know, uh, congratulate, like, congratulations to them because okay, that would be an awesome job to be honest. You know, and gotcha. I've got a bit of an engineering background. I love tinkering around with things, but you know, I could, I could, you know, seeing what I've seen, you know, like you're setting things up. Gotcha. How far is it going? Hey, James. Oh, yep. So, so countries that can't get along, um, we've got Russia, we've got Canada, we got the United States, we have Europe, we have every country you can think of across the earth that has troubles getting along on a day-to-day basis are all lying (laughs) that there's an international space station. Just think about that. We've all been there. Canada's been to the international space station, United States, Australia, uh, Japan, Russia, you name it. We've all sent people to the international space station and they're all lying. We haven't. We, we have no Australian that's been to the International Space Station, yet everyone believes it. I'll give you the last we word, Billy, but you get 15 we really seconds. Have, we don't have one astronaut in Australia. Show me an Australian astronaut that went to the International Space Station. Really? Could they collaborate? Yes, because they do that with the Antarctic Treaty, where 50-odd countries all have done that since many many years and they they have these treaties and to we be must honest go, go on, move on i hate to do that but stupid whore energy cannot wait for an answer it says radius comes in when calculating the distance from the center right 
the center of what? A ball? Center of the ball. It's exactly so it. You should have arc radius for that, which is measurable. And that's what we call spherical trigonometry. So if we are at a ball and it is a central point here inside this, at the middle, we extrapolating out to the outer boundary of the ball, we should now be able to measure this yeah. radius, this arc radius of the earth, which is the, where the whole problem started with flat earth. Because a guy in Michigan took a 60-mile photo and that got shared. They tried to say it was an inferior mirage. We now prove that wrong. Um, you know, and there's a like there's a big problem. So next. Excuse me. And privacy. Three, three Australians have been to the International Space what Station. Are names? What are the right names? Here. Look them up. Next up. Australians. Three Australians. Every country that I can think of has been to the International Space Station. And even though we can't all get along and we all argue back and forth, we're all keeping the International Space Station a big secret. And it's a big con and it's all a conspiracy. Think about is that. that. Why you can't, is that why you can't get over it? Because there's been many, many conspiracy theories that have been proven to be true that all worldwide governments have collaborated together with, including you know, the Cold War and, you know, America and Russia, like, you know, you could think, oh, you know the real story on why they had that Cold War, man? you got to dig into that. Have you seen what's now coming out with Russia and Biden and SEAL Team 6 just within the last days, mate? These guys have been colluding together for ages. We it's talking about that they gave Iran $152 billion just to shut them up. Right, Next. and this is hot off the press. You're going to see this right now. I hate to, I hate to cut you short, but we have so many questions. Timothy Foster, thanks for your question. Said, "Is Billy confusing the R in the gravity formula for radius because it stands for the distance between two objects?" Exactly. And there are other, go look at the gravitational constant, which I brought up that was made yeah. by Eratosthenes that he later then used that formula. Um, Cavendish did in his findings for the gravitational constant. Google that. Go Google gravitational constant and tell me whether it requires a radius. Okay? It does not. It, it does, does not. not. Must, it is not moving. in the formula. Period. Must keep moving. Thank you guys so much. We uh, also, by the way, as a side note, if you're enjoying this stream, if you are pleased by it hit that like button as the word on the streets is that it helps i don't know maybe but d fa defo bryso thank you for your question said billy the globe earth has been measured the quote flat earth hasn't been measured you don't debunk a measurement with denial and no better measurement it has been measured by who? Everybody. Aratosthenes by two thousand. Satellites are very, you know, our navigation uh, system. Every, every single piece of technology that we rely on requires a spherical Earth to work. Everything from GPS. I know everything's a conspiracy, but you need to explain why. Why when I get in my car it counts down the amount of satellites that it's connecting to 
so it can triangulate where I am. And they've gotten so accurate now. When I pull off into a gas station, it tells me to turn around. That's how accurate it's gotten. How does it do it? How does it do it from ground-based antennas? Please tell me. Um, have you heard of Lauren? Um, is yeah. it Lauren? Which is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Ground-based triangulation. Lauren. I already told you. I already mentioned Lauren. before that my mate is a Stop. my mate Stop. is a Commonwealth Stop. of Australia scientist specialising in telecommunications. And don't tell me no. to stop like like your Kamala Harris talking to friggin' please, please. Like, Loran, Loran systems and airplanes are 25-year-old technology that used to oh, work on Loran systems worked off of radio broadcasts towers years ago, 25 years ago, and it was used in airplanes. It's old technology. We no. don't use it anymore. We use satellites, which is called GPS, not Loran. Go, um, go look into Marconi and how long the furthest signal was well before satellites, man. Gotcha. Well before we must, satellites. We must go to the next one. I appreciate it. Layel is here. Thanks for your question. Said, if the sun is further away, the known distance across the U.S., which is 3,000 miles, then why can't I see from the highest point in California to New York. Again, you want to say right across America, and you want, you know, anyway. Right? 3,000 miles, you want to see now. Of course. You're not Superman, mate. You're not going to see 3,000 miles away, okay? In the best condition, with the best telescope. You know, why, why don't they, why don't, why? why? I don't know. Why don't you get them to get the Lucifer binocular system? This the strongest binoculars in the world. Go look that up. Lucifer, it's called. Go look it up and get them, rather than to point it upwards, point it down and look across. Hey, let's do that. They've got the technology. What do you want me to do? You guys, you know, you guys should demanding this. Like, prove it. They can't even prove the balls up there. No, well, you yeah, reckon what you're seeing up in the sky is real, that Mars is so yeah. far and they got objects we on mars can. and the rovers we can we've been and the there. rover doesn't even yeah. have a selfie stick but it takes a picture of itself really come on man go and question it like an adult forget about that you got lied to by your dad your mum, your uncles about santa claus how could they all lie to me why would they all lie you know what they lied it was about controlling you and they did it very successfully and now because you are still in that mode you can't move on. You don't want an adult lie to be, which I do realise if, you know, when this does come to fruition, like to, to the masses, it's going to change the world. It's going to revolutionise things. And I would lie to the, like if I was That's NASA, good. I would keep the lie going too because I know to. people can't handle the truth. We got Okay, James, thank you. We got to go to the next one. I hate to do it. James, can I just add one thing? The reason we know what we know is because we've gotten off of our asses and we've gone out and we've proved it. All I ask my Australian friend to do is get off his ass. I do it every day. Go check out my videos on my channel. I'll watch your videos okay. on your channel. And you show me one experiment that you have done we must, to prove we have to the shape going. of the earth you live on. And I will like gladly watch it. But I do Jeez. it every day. And I upload my videos 
We have so many questions. So sorry to do this, guys. Tim Pryor, thanks for your question. Said flat earthers have the same access to knowledge that we do. I have a telescope, and in college, I went to Antarctica. Sorry, flat Earth debunked already. Twenty-four hour sun. Twenty-four hour sun. Like you know, I've seen a lot of those videos that show a twenty-four hour sun. I would say there's twenty-four hour light in certain times of the year but not 24 hour sun. You know what? There should be dozens and dozens of videos of that. Um, and there's not one, there's not one video that doesn't show that doesn't, that isn't doctored in some way. Right. Just like the images of the satellites in space that all, you know, Google it image of sad, satellite in space, real life photo. Really? Gotcha. Who took the photo of the, of the satellite? Mike this Villars. So, every, so everybody in northern Alaska that has um, that has experienced um, 20 hours of daylight in the summertime and 20 hours of, of, of dark in the night are lying. Tens they're of not lying. They just don't know what their model is, Mark. They don't Must know where they're going. living. They're not going to question it. Going. Don't worry about so their lying. Mike Villars. So I hate to do this, guys. Mike so Billars. Mike Billars has a question. Let's go to the next question. These are cool. Let him, you know. He let says, him. "Ziggy, if the sun is three thousand miles up on the flat Earth, why did I have to look down to see the sun on my last flight?" So I didn't say it was three thousand miles up. I said it was three thousand miles away when I'm seeing it vanish over the horizon. Gotcha. Whether yeah, I didn't say that, so okay. just and to clarify that. By the way, moderators, do me a favor. Please, mods, don't delete anybody's uh, comments unless if it's hate speech, feel free. In fact, I, I ask, please do delete anything that is hate speech. But uh, if it's harassment, like if somebody's going after somebody in the chat, give them a warning. And then if they keep doing it, then feel free to block. But I do, it looks like there might've been a couple of times tonight where I, I was like seeing people get deleted and I'm like, don't, please don't do that. Uh, we don't want to do that to people if they're not breaking the rules. So thanks for your question. This one comes in from Anthony Chicante. Mark's new arch nemesis says it doesn't change angular size because it spirals. I think they mean, Maybe the sun. So as it goes around, it is also going up. I don't know. Not my model. <laughs> gotcha. And Tim Pryor, thanks for your question. Let's see. We've got maybe this is, I think, for you, Billy. He said, Flat Earthers, I don't know. I don't know. But I know it's not this. I think he's making fun of you, Billy. No. Look, look. There's, you guys don't know your own model. Like I'm telling you, man, I've debated, been doing this for, you know, I moderate some of the, one of the largest groups in the world on this, 138,000 people. And you people, the heliocentric um, zealots, don't know their own model. And once you explain the model to them, then they, you know, we have more people that turn to flat earth and to a globe earth, you know, come on. So... What don't I know? I don't know a lot of that. I'll admit it. I'll admit when I don't know how far the sun is. Well, you guys don't know that. It's been much debated over the over the years. It went from 3 million to 13 million to 30 million to 90 million to 40 million to no. And they said, it doesn't matter. As long as the math works, it is what it is, you know, and that's acceptable to you. So I would rather say I don't know. And all those numbers that I quote, that I quote, I could quote from who they came gotcha. from, 
they're all, you know, your priests, your gotcha. heliocentric priests, your sun-worshipping priests. Thank you. Spart 344 says the distance is from the center of mass to be more specific. Earth is a sphere, therefore radius. It works beautifully. Please apologize to Perger1 for me for a joke gone wrong. Oh, that's right. I think one of them, yeah, Perger1, if you're still out there, uh, I think he accidentally banned you. So, um, no, uh, you know, he didn't mean to do that. And we'll pull you out of the ban list. Sorry about that. And uh, but yeah, that last question though for you, Billy, if you still remember it, otherwise I can read it again. Um, go again, something about the rate, the distance from the center of mass. That's right. So uh, I'll read it again real quick. And they who said, measured the mass? They said the distance is from the center of mass. To be more specific, Earth is a sphere, therefore radius. It works beautifully. It can't look mathematically. It's it's beautiful math. It is actually fan, fan fantastical actually. And it will dazzle, it will dazzle the brain. But is it reality? Yeah? Is it reality? Can who measured this? Who accurately measured the sun? They reckon they've measured the sun. Who measured the sun? How did you measure the sun? Tell me. Gotcha. We don't need to go there, but we can measure it. Sure. Thank you. Sisu, thanks for your question. Said, how do you explain gravitational lensing shift in the position of stars when passing by the sun? How does this light bend if not by gravity? Well, what about the ether? And that was a very hot contested topic 100 years ago. But Einstein eliminated the ether entirely, even though a lot of people, and I've got a book here, this book in particular, The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill, um, written at about 1900, and they talk about the ether so much in here. You know, it's, it's nothing to do with the globe Earth, but they talk about how even telepathy can travel through this ether these waves and you know and scientists actually are now using and thinking about the earth in a different way it's electromagnetic something that that was never considered while newton by candlelight formulated formulated his his um hypothesis about his theories and he didn't even have electricity or magnets gotcha. or anything neo-magnetism is up. huge now. i hate to, hate to keep you short adam l Bilya, thanks for your question. His birthday yesterday, another year wiser, says, James, uh, let's see, Please, he said, please ask Billy, what does he think about the independent measurements of the distance to the moon using lasers? Is this also conspiring? That's, that's, um, that's very interesting, actually. Like, they use lasers, and we're, you know, I've seen the, you know, we're told that there's, um, reflectors on the moon and they left them there on the moon mission but what we do now know is that mit have been bouncing lasers off the moon since 1962 or 61 um it could have been i think it was 62 um and they did that before the reflectors were put there so how fast is the laser did they measure that you know there's so many variables man and you're talking a laser so with the laser and any light it's going to disperse so the accuracy of this laser to hit 238,000 miles away or 400,000 kilometers plus is so, or just under, is so friggin', you know, you're going to think of, so this, every laser will disperse light at the end. You can do that. You can do that yourself. So Next. thanks so much. How Appreciate fast that. bouncing? We don't know. Gotcha. And thanks. This is from Tim Pryor. He says, 
Funny how you can get two observers using simple trigonometry can calculate how fast, how high, and how big the International Space Station is. Imagine that. You should be able to do that. And I question, because I've seen that with my, my naked eye, and, um, you know, if they say it's 250 miles away, 400 kilometres roughly, um, the size of a football field. And I question whether I was 200, you know, it's like literally being, it's literally like me claiming I can see an ant at the end of my street 700 metres away if you if you put it all in rel relative to the, the size, distance, and um, distance parallax, motion parallax, and everything else. Yeah. So I... Um, you got it. Good question. I get no, seems that I get no uh, questions there. Oh, so man, Mark, please. You know, yeah. Oh, so on the previous answer, he said that the light from lasers disperse, fan out. But then on the next question, he answers that we shouldn't be able to see the space the space station because it's the size of a football field can that not that light not also disperse and become wider as it makes its way down can we not get no. lensing off of the space station so but that we're we not can talking, see it? you know i get what you mean but we're not talking about the two apples and oranges here let's compare actually, that we're not we're, actually, we're talking about and even even lasers uh, do you know they've slowed the speed of sound down to 19 miles per hour? 19 miles per hour. We can because say it depends. So the medium, the answer. medium, Mark, I, I, I'm hearing you, man, but the medium matters. The medium that you're shining the laser through matters as well. So let's say you're shining it in a fish tank with salt water, sugar, um, and you measure that beam, it's different. So... We're taking things that they said in the 1960s and taking it as gospel and even earlier than that, actually. We must um, move to the next move one. On. David Velar, thanks for your question. Said again, you flatter. Why can't we see from Los Angeles to New York with a telescope? I know. That's why all can't... I want to know. That's my question. Period. Why can't we why can't I simply see 400 miles across the lake? to Chicago, the tallest building. Gotcha. Next up, thanks so much for your question. This one comes in from Robert Summers, who says, sorry, I didn't see all, but does Billy deny all satellites? Why do our private companies have indexed satellite fleets? I don't, I don't deny satellites. I deny the way the, the technologies is. So, for example, you can look up satellite balloons and there was one there's a really good if you go on youtube just type um um satellite crashing in australia and you'll see they launch it off a off with a balloon they they release it from its tether with the crane and because it was really windy it, it literally crashed and took out three cars as it like just took them out as it was as it was um drifting over the land and um that's your satellites man they've been doing that since 1960 early you look at the first satellite that was sent out there. Um, so satellites do exist, but are they what they tell us? And in my book, I wrote about uh, what they call uh, a HAPS, High Altitude Pseudo Satellite. You can Google that. And they're brilliant. And they can stay aloft for months on end autonomously. You can just set it and forget it to go. So we've got so much, they've got so much that 
well, we do because it's ours too, but we've got so much technology that doesn't require require something to be 24,000 miles Next. away from Earth orbiting. Yeah. Next up, thank you for your question. Mike Billar says, question still remains. If I had to look down to see the sun on my flight, then airplanes can travel higher than the sun. Could we fly into the sun? Well, NASA reckons they're flying and they've got a mission going to the sun. They've got some, you know, space mission going there. They want to touch the sun, um, you know, grab some of it and measure what it is. And well, I, I just don't um, believe that we can. There's a, there's a guy called Pilot Alex, if you look him up, Pilot and Alex. And if you Google him, he's a commercial pilot, 40,000 feet, and he'll show you some amazing footage whether, you know, I just, I, I, I'm baffled by what I see. This, um, this gotcha. world's amazing. Seek truth, you. speak truth. Thanks for your question. Said, if you can see the sun, it, if you can see the sun, if it's 3,000 miles away, why can't you see 3,000 miles across America? Flat Earth, dead. <laughs> there seems to be a big um, argument that because I can't see this f something that far, like, what do you, you want to see right across the world. I, I get this. I get this Superman concept that, I'm standing here, and if I go high enough, that I should see everything. No, because atmospheric conditions, there's haze, there's, you know, dust storms along that way. There are so many things. There's raining, there are storms, there are, you know, your heights, you need to get high enough. And even if you could, and now, you know, we're seeing further than we can um, because of the technology available. Like, yes, we can see further than we should. But you aren't going to see, you know, Perth from Australia. You're not going to see, you know, New York, the Statue of Liberty from Toronto. You're not going to see the Great Wall of China from Italy. You know, let's just put it into perspective, you know. Like, come gotcha. on. Gotcha. And thanks so you're much for your... See, you're not going to see the Statue of Liberty from Toronto because... Of? That's it. That's all I heard, oh, because. I want you to finish it. Because what? Next. You know it, because of the height, because of the what I just explained to you, man. Are you not listening? That's the problem. You, you don't like the talk. You, know, you just want to talk yourself. But anyway, next question. I've barely got a word in edgewise here. You just say things because. And no, you say things. You say things without finishing the, th the discussion. Like, wow, I can't see that far. End of subject. Oh, I must be a ball. Like, come on, Mark. Like, you're, you're 52. You said, like, let's let's get past this. I, I actually really enjoy the discourse. I enjoy the discussion. It keeps me on my toes. But we, I want it to be real. Must I want go to you know, I want it to be real. Like two adults just having a good old chat. And you know, that's why I'll say I don't know. We you know, are going to have to go to the next one. We, we agree. You do not know. We agree. <laughs> I'll say it when I don't know. You just, you've got to, you're still Googling. You still haven't done the, the, the world record photo. I'm so sorry, no guys. Googling. Tim I, I Pryor. My wife Google if, if uh, Australia's been Your wife Googling. What are their names? <laughs> what are their names? Look it up. Look next up. up, we must. I am, I am. You we should must, know it. Tell you what we must go to the next one. Oh God, no, Tim Pryor. 
Tim Pryor, thanks for your question, said, Typical flat earther. I witnessed the 24-hour sun myself, and he told me to Google it. Uh, it was Andy Thomas. You're right. It was Andy. I do. Yeah, I shouldn't have said Andy Thomas did. Yeah. All right. He's from Adelaide. We'll talk about your friend Andy later. But Tim Pryor says, typical flat earther. I witnessed the 24-hour sun myself, and he told me to Google it. Did you take any video of this? Did you take video? The person take video? Man, I'd love to see that. Imagine if I went to Antarctica, something I'd never been to, and I saw the 24-hour sun that I thought, hey, the rest of the world would see this. I could get 50 million views on, on YouTube on this. I could retire for the rest of my life just simply through the views that I'm getting, the view count and the the paper, the ad words at the start of the AdSense payments from the start of the video. Next. But where is your proof? Next. You know, where, where, where? I drove from Melbourne to Adelaide in three hours, three and a half hours, and I actually did. It's doing 200 k's an hour. But Next. can I prove it to you? No, because I didn't record it. Next question. Okay, Show thank you. Proof. David Velar, thanks for your question, said, you dismissed the sun size due to a lack of a measuring technique, but then you speak of the ether for which you have absolutely no measurement of. Your measuring technique? How did you measure the distance of the sun? Because you triangulated it? Really? A hot we can. Yeah, we can. Do we it. can. Absolutely. Who is we? Who is we? Absolutely. The, the educated people, the scientists of the world. Oh, the scientists of the world. Cool. Appeal to authority, they call that. But anyway, you should go out and do it. <laughs> it's so simple that the guy said, oh, we could triangulate it from my back. You're like, do it. Next, do it, man. Next up, do it. want to say thanks so much, everybody. That is it for the questions. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Want to say thank you all, whether you be a flat earther, globe earther, we appreciate you hanging out here with us. We appreciate Mark and Billy. Thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us tonight. It was an interesting one to be sure. You guys have great chemistry in my opinion. So <laughs> thank you guys. We really appreciate you and want to remind you folks that they're linked in the description. So if you'd like to hear more from them, you certainly can. We will be back, folks. We have a lot of epic debates coming up in addition to tonight's epic debate. For example, this Saturday, Team Skeptic returns. Billy, have you ever crossed swords with Team Skeptic? I've seen some of his chats. I think he had one with Nathan. and He'll be back this Saturday. That should be an interesting one. That's pictured in the bottom right of your screen. And then we're also very excited as we don't get to have Aaron on very often, but you'll see at the bottom right of your screen, Aaron Raw and T-Jump will be partnering up Christians versus Atheists against Cliff and Stuart. That's this coming, I think, is it this coming Friday or next Friday? I've got to double check on that. I think it's this Friday. And we have a lot of other epic ones, including, this is one, folks, I am thrilled about super super excited about and that is a bible debate featuring dr bart ehrman and jonathan sheffield so that's at the end of this month and with that want to say thanks so much for hanging out with us folks we hope you keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable we will see you again on friday and have a great rest of your night take care everybody
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.